Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another fabulous installment of Matt and Dennis, the Matt and Dennis podcast, alive in the year 2022. Somehow, we made it. My name is Matt Scarano. I am one of your hosts. I am joined alongside in the new year, as always, by my dear friend and co-host, Mr. Dennis Vinci. Dennis, happy new year. How are you? Same to you, Matt. I am doing very well. Kind of crazy that you, I didn't even think about 2022, the third year in which we will be doing a podcast together. Who allows this to happen? They should be fun. It's absolutely bizarre. And um, as we were doing our 30-second uh, pre-show meeting, as we typically do, um, I was listening to our last show, which, if you can believe it or not, was Christmas Eve. Uh, you, myself, uh, my brother, my dad, and, and honestly, it's, if we were going to go into a, a break, which has been about a two, two and a half week break, that's, that's a, that's a great show to go on a break on. And, and oh, I would hundred percent agree. I, I've listened to it. It was, it was a great show. We talked about Omicron. We talked about the giants. We talked about college football and, 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 and so much more. And, and it was a great show. We took some limoncello shots along the way, but Dennis. Did fine limoncello, by the way, from the uh, Burr family. The Burrs. Yes. Yes. I, I wish uh, we have to settle now for uh, loggers and white claws. Mm, indeed. Well, you can have some white claws if you really want. I will say though, because this obviously year two, having your dad on the podcast, it's absolutely got to be a yearly tradition at this point. To get Big Dom on, and I got to tell you, shout out to not that he's little Dom, but little Dom's Corrado, bringing a different giant perspective from the younger generation and how he kind of feels. Honestly, I can't believe he hasn't jumped ship to another franchise to cheer for, at least hearing him. It seems like he's wavered at times, but. It, 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 <laughs> and, we called, and we called him out on that, but uh, Dennis, I, I can't echo that anymore, and I hope he's listening. And I was honestly going to, and I'll, I'll text my dad here, I'm going to try to get him on the show, but. Um, Dominic had some pretty solid perspectives on that show. And, and unfortunately for the worse, a lot of what my dad, my brother, you and I were all saying about the giants either didn't change or got worse. Um, and we'll talk about that today, but, but to your point, Dominic had some, had some really good points. Um, Anywho, um, I'm going to text my dad here in a second. I'm going to see if he wants to call in really quick. But um, we'll start there and probably finish there, Dennis. I mean, Yankees, nothing's going on with that. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll recap college football, obviously. But the big thing is the Giants. I texted you during and after the Washington uh, Giants-Washington football team game. And I said, Dennis, we, like, I'm on my way home. We got to do a show now. Like, I'm pissed. Let, 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 let's do it now. And you were like, well, why would, what, what's the point if Black Monday is tomorrow and we know things are going to happen and let's wait, which aggravated me, but also made sense. And uh, Black Monday happened for the Giants and then kind of went into Tuesday, uh, Tuesday early evening. And here we are, and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll say what happened, because you said before the show you want to set me up for questions, and I, I deserve to be set up and grilled. Um, you as well, but me probably more so. Um, because this I can't wait for you to try and grill me, to try and call me. I don't know, I don't know where, where you're going with that, but I can't wait. But we'll, we'll, we'll have to mutually, at least on, in one aspect of this conversation, have to both be grilled. Um, okay. Because the matter of fact is Giants head coach Joe Judge is gone after two years. Someone that five months ago, you and I were still super high and mighty on. Dave Gettleman's gone. Someone I thought should have been gone last year. And you guys fought me on that one. Gettleman's gone. Um, the Giants are in shambles. They missed the playoffs, obviously. Every game since we knew we were not making the playoffs got worse. 
We had two of the worst backup quarterbacks the National Football League, excuse me, has ever seen. And uh, we go into uncharted territory where the Giants uh, don't have a GM, don't have a head coach, and the GM for the first time in a long time is assumably going to be the one picking the next Giants head coach and uh, seeing what they think is the future for the New York Giants. I'll leave it at that. Everything's a mess. Um, and, I, and I'll say this one, th- this one last thing before we go into this. Uh, it's going to be an hour-long conversation, I'm sure. The Christmas episode when I said, Jake Fromm, throw him in. We all said that. Guy, the guy nearly won the, the college football championship with Georgia. Looked like a stud. Was a stud. He will not have a career as he he could be a third string if he's lucky in the NFL. Jake Fromm might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Mike Glennon's not good at all, and he won't play. A, neither of them will play a game in a Giants jersey again. If in the NFL again, backups aren't meant to be starters and carry the weight of your team, but oh my God, did they not show us what terrible football was? I'll leave it at that. Giants coach is gone. GM's gone. Dennis, I give you, I give you the floor and I'm curious about these questions that you want to throw, throw my way. I, yeah, I, I have nothing else to, to add to that to the initial thoughts, but um, the floor is yours. Well, I first before, because we don't have to spend a ton of time on the backup quarterbacks. They were tossed into a situation with a terrible offense to begin with. I did not expect the offense to look as bad and continue to get worse. There was zero progression week after week. It didn't make any sense. You're not going to tell me that Daniel Jones is that big of a difference maker under center. You're not going to tell me that this Giants team would actually <laughs> get positive yardage with Daniel Jones. I, I think it's bigger than that, but hats off to Mike Lennon. The dude made a ton of money in the NFL and he might be one of the worst passing quarterbacks I've ever witnessed. Hats off, man. He got it done. I hope you had a good accountant, whatever you have that money's put away. You're set for the future because you robbed a couple of NFL franchises. I think one of the teams that gave us, our second top 10 pick this year, they would agree in the bears. You, you know, we're not good with them either, but hats off for Mike Lennon. Incredible career. Sure, the picture that I sent of his neck, his neck. Yeah. With the earnings. Yeah. It, but yeah. So I, I just wanted to get that out there, but I said this on the Christmas episode. I said that I wanted judge gone. I wanted, we knew Gettleman was gone. We knew he, they, he was being forced into retirement and I'm a big believer in the GM and the head coach having to come in at the same time, having the same vision to not throw a head coach onto a GM, which in the Giants' last cases is kind of what we've done. I, I mean, I, I don't know if Gettleman picks Joe Judge, but if he, I, you know, you want the GM there and how much input he has to say, but I also just wonder what it just looked like nothing was on the same page with the two of them. You almost wonder if. Gettleman, and because we don't have to spend a ton of time on him because we all agreed he had to be gone after this year. But I think he honestly tried. He didn't do a good job, but he tried to rebuild the offensive line. That was the big, it's been the biggest issue. He spent money. Did he spend it wisely? Maybe not. Did he draft the best players? Maybe not. Probably not. But he can't help injuries. He can't help if some of the guys come out and they aren't great. But you wonder how many of the picks he went after did Joe Judge agree upon? What you wonder with all the drama that's and as much as he wasn't on the field this year and Kadarius Tony, how much Judge actually wanted him coming in. And I'm not speaking to I mean Tony, if he's healthy, we, we all can see the Tyreek esque ness that he has when he has the ball in his hands, he, what he can do in open space. And he's a speed burner. There were the questions on why he's not returning punts. Why isn't he on the kick? Why is he not on kickoffs? There it, Bevy of different reasons, and that's the Joe Judge thing. Uh, I saying on Christmas that I didn't want, I thought they had to go, but I did say that he wouldn't be gone because I just didn't believe it. I didn't believe that Mara would actually make the decision. And the I was on YouTube and saw a clip, like a short clip, and at least Boomer. And I wonder how much of this is true 
if Tish was one of the loudest in that room when they were deciding on firing a coach saying that this is an embarrassment. And if we're going in a new direction, we need to completely change course and get rid of the cut. So I, I don't know how much he plays an involvement. I don't know if it's just Mara coming up. I saw the one quote, which I'm assuming was from his dumb press conference that he did where he, this was the most embarrassed he's been as a giants owner, but he never saw rock bottom. I don't know how much, I mean, outside of what, not winning a football game is that rock bottom and we're just hanging on the ledge with our feet two above two feet above the ground. Like if we just leap down, be rock bottom. I, I don't know. Can I jump in really quick, Dennis? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I and I did actually, as much as you and I joke about pre-show notes, I did actually on my notes app on my phone. That's what I'm looking, glancing at over to the side here. I, I did actually take some notes um, an hour or so ago before we did the show, and one of them was John Mara, and you're you're touching on it, uh, or at least one of the clips of what he said, where uh, Jordan Renan Rainin said it right. And and um, some other guys asked, like, is this the most embarrassed? He's like, he was like, you know, I, I hate to say this, but yes, this is the most embarrassed I've been uh, as part of the Giants organization. So embarrassed to the point where, and you and I mentioned on the previous show, the Eli Manning ceremony where Eli Manning literally had to make a physical gesture to the stadium of lowering his hands to get people to stop booing John Mara, while he was talking about Eli Manning, and, and John Mara knew he wouldn't make that mistake again at the Michael Strahan ceremony, and by mistake, I mean showing up. And to the point of the Eli one, we were barely a month into the season. Right. And fans had are, were already yelling and saw the and writing Mara, on the wall. To his credit, knew he wasn't going to make that mistake again. That is the and, – and that, what I just said, will be the last time I give him credit because – so he goes into, like every owner, like if you win the Super Bowl, if you have an average year, if you're the worst team in the NFL, every owner typically gives like a political, quote unquote, state of the union type speech, where, where we're at, where we're going, where we've been type thing. And John Mara, unfortunately for him, for the last five or six years, have had, has had to give this doom and gloom speech every year. And... This year, while well, obviously because of COVID, it's on Zoom, which I don't think anyone is happier that COVID is going poorly right now than John Mara, so he didn't have to sit in a physical room with actual people. I think he is ecstatic that COVID's going terrible because of that reason. But he gets asked, like you said, Dennis, is this the most embarrassed you've ever been? WFAN couldn't get into the room. No, no. New York media news source, whether TV or radio, was allowed into the room, was allowed to broadcast. Granted, the Giants, two days later, posted it on their official YouTube page, and WFAN, credit to Evan Roberts and, and Craig Carton, like clipped it. I don't know who the producer is for their show, but clipped it so they could hear it, and they said, we are going to play this whole thing for you. We, we cropped the audio or whatever it was from the stream and we are going to play it because you deserve to hear it. But the Giants organization and John Mara made an, a, a physical conscious attempt to make sure people like you and I could not hear it. And to make sure people in the New York City area media could not ask questions and push John Mara about the disaster that this franchise has become. They made a conscious attempt to stop the media from hearing it and to be able to ask questions. And the media that was in there that didn't get to ask questions, one and done, no follow-ups. So that, that tells you, not just forget the organization, but what a clown, what an absolute, forget Tish. He doesn't exist. He, he's not there. He, he, he brings in the money. He could care less. This is the, the, the clown that John Mara is. 
and his family, and, 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 and we said it weeks ago, they're driving this organization into the ground and it is insane. It's ridiculous. I don't know, Dennis, when the next time John Merritt shows his face in that stadium, at least for a ceremony or for anything like that, he's always, he'll, he'll stick his head out on the sidelines or something like that. But that just goes to show you they can't take criticism and they don't want to be held accountable for this dumpster fire that this team has become. And we have a hundred other things to say, but that, but that's sorry to, to kind of interrupt you there, but. No, it's okay. We, we can build on that. I totally understand why they went about it the way they did. You don't want to answer questions. You know, let's move on. Judge at this point is gone. We already Gettleman announced he's retired. We're, we're moving to the future. We're interviewing candidates currently for whatever reason we're posting them on our Twitter page. I don't understand. Do teams do this? Have I just been living under a rock and not aware? Of I interrupt you over time. Doing? Yeah, because that to me was just asinine. Who because gives it? Also, that was also on my notes. Um, Dennis doesn't care about GM interviews. Uh, it was also we know my- they're interviewing people, but you don't need to post it. Hey, here's the guy we're interviewing. He's from Buffalo. Here are his qualifications. Yeah, I know he's going to have great qualifications. Otherwise, you shouldn't be interviewing him. I don't care. Unless you're going to post the Zoom link of the interview that you did. This just seems so st- – are we doing this for everybody? Everyone they bring in, are we going to have that dumb little biopic tweeted on their official Twitter page? One it's, one, it's January and we're not in the playoffs, so what else are you going to post? But but two, you and I bitch and Memories moan. when we were in the playoffs on this day. You and I bitch and moan and complain about the, the GM and the coach and all this stuff. I, I want to know this stuff. Yeah, I don't. I want. I, I want to know this. I. I. Yeah, but you're. You're the. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, what? What difference is it actually going to make? Oh, look at the. Oh, I really want this guy. You guys going off in the group chat for whatever reason, not, wanting Rob, wanting wanting Robert Flores really badly. How do we even know he's being interviewed? Brian Flores, not Brian, Robert sorry. Flores. First. Robert Flores is the sports broadcaster. And also, Dennis, Dennis, it's not like we're paying for a freaking subscription. It just comes in, and it's like this is who the Giants are. are targeting this is who we're i just think it's stupid do i do i wake up at 7 a.m and say i'm not blaming you talking to i know but you don't work for their social media department i'm calling them idiots what do you want what do you want what do you what would you like what would you like them to do they could do anything else please don't put the dumb biopics of the countless guys they are going to bring in an interview show me a final list show me the guy we hire Put all the crap up. That's great. But so then all you're going to do is rile fans up to, ooh, look at this guy. Ooh, look at this guy. Ooh, look, he did this. He did this. He comes from this friend. The Who's the guy from the Ravens or whatever? That someone's looking. He's been there for 25 years. Can we uh, through there? And it's just all these things where the fans are like, why did they go in this direction? Why did they go? Guess what? We, unfortunately, have nothing to say about how this franchise is run. So don't give us fuel to throw onto the fire that we have already created for this past season. It's the off season. Let us focus on anything else. Shut up, do your job, bring the guy in. And when he comes in to make the dumb speech that we've heard from every other professional in any sports league in his suit and his tie, and I'm here to do this and this and this, and it's going to be the giant way and big blue is going to come back. And we'll all get all excited. Then you can do it. But I'm just to the point where I don't care. Man, I don't care. I just, I just think it's funny because I mean, it's what, what do we, what do we care? We're, we're Dennis, we're waking up in the morning. We're going to bed at night. We're, t- we're sitting on the toilet. I don't care. Up. But then you send it to the group text and I have to look at it. I guess I'll just treat it like I usually do because it's on mute. So I don't see half the stuff that happens in that chat. Anyway, sometimes I try to catch up. Dennis, Dennis I just won't respond. And I'll just be Dennis, like, Oh, Dennis never saw this. Dennis, it's eight. It's eight a.m. and I'm sitting on the toilet taking a dump, and I pull on inst- pull up Instagram. Oh, the giant! Cool. Let me see what he did before. What, what's the big deal? What are you losing sleep about? You can do that. I just don't, don't share it. That's all I'm saying. I don't understand why it's ruining. I don't want to see it. I don't care. I, clear, clear. I just don't understand why it's ruining your day. It's not ruining my day. I just have to. If you're gonna type that, you're gonna post it. I'm gonna tell you how I feel. Am I, am I like not one of these insane people that's logging on to Twitter and tweeting at the official Giants page because they ain't reading any of the crap? Am I I bored? Like, oh my God, I got to look up who the Giants are. I didn't say you were. 
No, but am I, if I'm like laying in bed with like my, you know what in my hands and I'm like, oh, let me see what's going on in my phone. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Let me look at the guy's resume. Matt, do you know what one of the greatest sayings in the entire world is? Ignorance is bliss. It's why your boy has no idea what's going on in the real world because he doesn't watch the news or pay attention to anything. And that's how I feel about the Giants. Come talk to me in April when we're preparing for the draft and hopefully, by the grace of God, we don't mess it up. Then you can talk to me. But for now, I don't hear people. Bring the guys in, talk to them, make the decision. This, this is what well, I'm getting sidetracked. I want to get back to, like you were saying, about, Tish is just the money. One of the part, I wonder, in that room, if whoever was saying, like, hey, Mr. Mara, we know Judge is coming. He came in in a COVID year. That's tough for anybody. He's dealing with a young team. He's dealing with a team that's had countless amounts of injuries. And the next man up, it ain't work. We don't have the depth built up. It's so hard for him to try and create a winning football team with everything that was thrown at him. And a lot of young coaches don't have to deal with losing their starting quarterback and complete, just completely fall apart in the offense. The defense did really good. Let's pray. Let, what we said, and we, I mean, we've talked about it because it's the only positive thing we can talk about. And the Christmas what Graham did and what that defensive staff did, hats off. But you have to wonder if they're in the room and after they meet with Joe Judge, how much of this is Joe Judge's fault? Well, he said this. Well, he said that. All right, well, maybe we can get past it. I think there were people standing up going, I'm sorry. No, you can't get past it. Are you hearing what the fan base is saying? They want to slit our throats. We have to completely clean the slate and start over. On, on. Nothing against Joe Judge. Did as, he do a great job? No. But as the host of this episode, I want to preface the same thing I did in the Christmas show. I don't want us to get too out of our because I, I wanted we we talked about a lot about front office, our grievance, disagreements, and all this and how the season ended. Let's talk specifically, and this is what I was talking about when you said you had questions to ask me. This is where I said I need to be grilled and you need to be grilled. Um by some entity that's not in the show because you and I both agreed on this for a higher being the, the majority of Joe Judge's career with New York. Joe Judge is out. And Dennis, you just mentioned moments ago with the injuries and everything, which now you're coming onto my side saying this is an issue. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what I said. All I said was that you can throw everything you want to try and not blame all of this on Joe Judge. But the Giants lead the league in injuries, guys, and I are time missed by far, um, which was equated to the Giants are so bad. The Giants are terrible. They have no talent. No. Yeah, but it was bigger than that. Our entire talent was out. Um, and our best players were never all in the field at the same time, not even for minutes. That's not an excuse. Um, Joe Judge is gone, and I don't think – on the topic of injuries, Jesus Christ himself or John Madden could wouldn't have been able to do anything with this team that Joe Judge had to work with. A hell of a comparison, right there. Jesus Christ, John Madden. No, no middle ground. No gap. Jesus Christ or John Madden. You're going down the field. Um, Joe Judge wouldn't couldn't have done. He was set up to fail. He, he was set up to fail. And Dennis... Yeah, you, you, you imagine any coach we had, probably the same one, result. No one could have made this work. Yeah. Literally no one. And, and I'll, I'll get to why I think Joe Judge did eventually fail um, with the Giants. But you and I said from day one, you and I and, and most Giants fans, I think our, our group text, all, all of us big Giants fans, I think we were all on the same page that Joe Judge was finally after Ben McAdoo, after Pat Shermer, after the 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 long gone years of Tom Coughlin, Joe Judge was going to be the guy, this no BS guy, and he was for a long time. He was this no BS guy. So you know what? We kind of suck right now, and I'm going to tell you about it. And, and the players valued him, and and that came out like in the media and 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 things like that. Like he he was valued. We had a terrible year last year. And we still loved him. We still loved him. And not many NFL teams could say, the players and the fans could say, we had a terrible year. We didn't make the playoffs. We still love our coach. Like, this is our guy. Joe Judge was one of those unique guys that was able to, to do that. 
we get into the offseason. We still love him. We start we start this year. It's a, it's a slow start. We still love him. Dennis, I don't know of a coach, and, and this is a skill that Joe Judge had, and I credit him for it. I don't know of a coach that could take a bigger 180 in that short amount of time from going from, from having a non-playoff making terrible losing team and still being beloved a month and a half later, everyone in New York hates you. Everyone hates you, including Dennis Vinci and Matt Scrano, two of the biggest, most, uh, the biggest, most supportive fans of Joe Judge from day one. It took one. you a little longer to join us down in the misery, the pit of misery, but no, I, I, I'm not. you were basically hanging on with one hand until you finally said, okay, Joe. And I have more to say, but I'm not going to give you that because that's not true. Um, you were you were in there as long as I was, so that that's a, that's a lie. Well, uh, to be fair, I did part. I did say Joe Judge needs to go, and you didn't. So that would mean you have a shred of hope. And I, I didn't want him gone because again, okay, we're well, talking about you. I'm saying you were hanging on with one hand. I was down there in the pit watching you up there. We both were. So, so you were you were right in there with me. So don't lie and don't don't try to. I was me. in the pit already, is what I'm saying. Not you were not. I was in the pit. There you were. Yes, I was. VIP access. And just what a 180. And Dennis, I think, honestly, obviously the Giants didn't make the playoffs. We had a terrible uh, conclusion. And again, like I said, with Jake Fromm, Mike Glennon, no one was going to be successful with that team. Joe Judge was not going to be successful with that team, especially in the month of December. I think if Joe Judge, after every Giants loss, including the loss against Washington last week, if Joe Judge shut his mouth, I think he would still be the head coach of the Giants next year. And I honestly wouldn't have hated it. I don't – I wouldn't have loved it, wouldn't have hated it. But the, the things he said, his 11-minute speeches, his <laughs> we're not a clown show, the guys don't have golf golf clubs outside the locker room, we're not punching each other, he's taking a shot at Washington, which was funny, don't get me wrong, but he's taking shots at these guys and this guy, like teams that are doing better than us, they don't have golf clubs outside. What are you talking about? Like, what are you saying? Like, while we're losing five straight games – Walt, your wide receiver that we spent $18 million on or whatever it was can't stretch his hand out six, a half a foot in front of his face. The players gave up on you. The defense, to your point, Dennis, that was the, the and my dad's point, that was the best part of our season, gave up on him. Everyone gave up on him. You listen to the interview, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, they're not calling him coach. They're calling him Joe. This whole team gave up on him. If Joe Judge, after Thanksgiving, after all these, shut his mouth and said, we didn't play good enough. We didn't play good enough. You can even say, we're going to look at the tape. Some of the stuff he said, that's why he's fired. That's why he's gone. I, 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 I don't blame Joe Judge for all the Giants' losses because no one could have had success with that team that was on the field. But some of the stuff he said – was ridiculous and didn't make sense. That's why he's gone. And, you know, after Black Monday when he wasn't gone, I thought he was going to stay. So did I. It was weird. And that's why I'm saying I wonder if after they talked with Judge, and depending on how many GMs that they're interviewing that they met with, how many said, no, I will not take the job if Joe Judge is here. No, I want to pick my own coach. And how many guys were in that room at the end of the day saying, look, you got to fire him. It, no, it's not all of his fault. Yes, we set him up to lose. Yes, this team is in a bad, bad way. But if you don't fire him, you're cutting in half possibly the list of GM candidates that could be you bring in. And the fan base is going to lose it. And that's why I was so it was so weird why Monday came and he wasn't gone. Hell, guys were fired on Sunday. The teams that played on Saturday, Vangio was fired on Sunday for the Broncos. They didn't wait until Monday. So, I mean, I don't know what they were doing. If maybe there was this one shred of hope, like, all right, well, we got these guys we really like for the GM, and then they, uh, well, I'd like to pick, but okay, he's gone. That's the problem. I, I, I think they were, and that's the, that's the issue and what you've talked about for the last couple of months, Mara, the front office, this wavering that they're doing, 
what do you just make a freaking decision? Make a decision. Don't just, he's saying this stupid stuff. The product on the field isn't there. He's completely lost the locker room. You, you have to bring in a new GM. Look at the success stories around the NFL when a GM comes in and picks his coach for the first time and they build that team. Look at the success they've had around the league. And you're wavering? And then randomly on Tuesday afternoon, you fire him? Or you announce at least that he's fired. It makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if the structure is there for this organization. And that is something we shouldn't have to worry about. Uh, I, I, but, and, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to beat a dead horse, Dennis, and, and we're, we're going to go around in circles. It's, it's just been – and you know what? Here, honestly, just to interrupt us and just, like, let's – on this topic. Well, here, that's it. I, I don't want to – like you were saying, you wanted to do a show on Sunday. Totally get it. We were both pissed that game. I mean, I watched it. Yeah. We had what we get washed. I get in, in where I am. I get Washington saw it up. Screw it. I'm throwing it on Fox. Abysmal. The Bears the week before. It was awful. And I understand you wanted to do a show right away, but yes, let's wait. Joe Judge is going to be fired tomorrow. So all this speculation that we're going to do, all the things that we're going to complain about, will be hot headed. It's kind of not going to make any sense because he won't be there. And then he is there on Monday. And so then it's like, oh, all right. I guess maybe we could have done a show, but now we'll definitely do a show and we'll have to figure out where the Giants go. And it's just going to be the GM, but Judge is going to be there. And I think Daniel Jones's future is still up in the air because he's not Joe Judge's guy. He's kind of just there now. And Gettleman's not there. That's, that's another and, and the next day, Judge is gone. So it's just like, well, okay, Giants. That's another, that's here. And I actually want to, talk about daniel jones but before um let's listen really quickly on the topic of that here's a uh, john mara uh if this is the most embarrassed he's ever been uh as a member of the giants organization hey john I'm curious is this your lowest moment in your associated station with the giants and is this is this as embarrassed as you've been about the franchise honestly i would have to say yes yes it is um i kept thinking during the season that uh, we had hit rock bottom and then each week it got a little worse. So, uh, honestly, I, I'm not proud of saying this, but if I'm going to be 100% honest, I would have to say the answer is yes. And it's all because of you, you clown. Um, on that note, Dennis, uh, <laughs> you mentioned Daniel Jones. Let's talk about him for a hot second. What is the future of, of, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to this Christmas episode with my brother and my dad and, and the two of us and we all, and I asked a question to everyone. I said, what do you think is going to happen and what will happen? My dad said, judge is gone. He was right on. And he wanted to give, he said, Jones is gone too. Jones is still there. And the GM that comes in and to your point, I think some of the, the GMs, the guy from Buffalo, the guy from Arizona that they're like honed in on, I think they said, like, thanks so much. It's been a great interview. Thanks for talking to us. By the way, um, if Joe Judge is here, uh, what would you think about that? And I think they did one of those as the, they're walking out the door, even though it was on Zoom, they're walking out the virtual door. So it's been a, this fun time. Uh, thank you for uh, talking to us. We uh, hope to talk to you again soon. And so, well, you had Joe Judge's coach. What would you do? And they were like, nope. I think that's what pressured Judge out the door. I don't think it's going to happen with Daniel Jones, but whichever GM comes in, what is the future of Daniel Jones? Like you said in a previous episode, there, there are no – sure, there's probably some, some solid quarterbacks in the draft, but none of them are jumping off the page as franchise quarterbacks or as locks as franchise quarterbacks. So what do the Giants do? Oh, you're asking me? I'm, I'm asking you that. I think they wait. Unless somehow the GM comes in, whoever the coach is, and they fall in love with – because there's, there's a couple of all-star games. There's a senior bowl. There'll be the combine. Do they fall in love with a Matt Corral? Do they fall in love with a Kenny Pickett? Do they fall in love with a Malik Willis? I, these are guys that are going to be borderline – first round draft picks. I don't know if any of them are good enough to be drafted in the first round, certainly not the top 10, but there will be teams that will probably take at least one of them, maybe two, but I don't think this is the year, but 
I think you play Daniel Jones one more year, but you have to start looking. Now, the other question is, and, you know, look, and I, you know, Aaron Rodgers, let's just throw his name in there. Russell Wilson has already been rumored. Do you go out and get someone who's unhappy where he currently is or a team that wants to change? Does that GM come in here and want, hey, let's go pay this guy. He's a proven winner. I'm only mentioning Aaron Rodgers because he's a nutcase and he hates Green Bay for whatever reason, even though they might win a Super Bowl this year. But it would be very Aaron Rodgers for them to win that Super Bowl and then he'd throw up the deuces like, all right, I'm out. See how good I am. I'm going to go beat you with somebody else now. Uh, I would take him on the Giants at a heartbeat. I don't care what you'd have to pay. And that's what you do. You bridge the gap for however many years. But, the, I mean, you run into a situation like the Vikings. Is Kirk Cousins the answer? No, he was never going to be the answer. But they threw $80 million at him, and there he is, well, or guaranteed or whatever it is. I don't know what – I don't know what the GM is thinking. I hope that that's not it, but the defense can win you football games and they prove that. And if the giants are healthy, there are playmakers here that you hope, or at least you have seen in the past that they are capable of creating points. So if they go out and they find a quarterback that can bridge the gap until the giants can draft your prototypical franchise quarterback, I mean, it's not crazy to say that all of a sudden the Giants make a leap and are battling for an eight and eight record or whatever. Which and we, let's be honest, at this rate, that's that's you're in the playoff hunt. The Eagles yeah. are in at what nine and seven or eight and whatever the hell they are. Making a phone call right now. We'll we'll, we'll see if our uh, our guest answers to ask him a, a quick question. Um, may not happen. Oh. Hello. Hey. Up, you have a second? Yeah. Uh, you are currently on the air with Matt and Dennis. <laughs> gentlemen. Den- Dennis, can you hear that? I can. He said hello, gentlemen. Yeah, you can could, you could say hi to him if you want. Oh, what's up? How you doing? We are doing great. We're on Zoom right now recording a show. We were talking about the uh, how good the Christmas show was and uh, figured we'd, uh, we'd call you in really quick uh, just, to, um, just to ask your opinion really quick on Gettleman retiring, Joe Judge is gone, and, and uh, what your general thoughts are. Well, first, Happy New Year to everybody there. Um, I... I think they did the right moves. I think they cleaned house with Gettleman and obviously Judge, and I'm sure all the assistant coaches. Um, I think the new GM that they're, you know, interviewing, it's anywhere from, you know, five to ten candidates, it sounds like. Um, and they're going to let him pick out, pick the coach. You know, obviously, is going to have to okay it, but he's going to pick out the coach. I, I think you're going to find right now, let the GM make the decision, but I got a feeling Barkley and Danny Dimes are going to be gone. I, I, I think they're going to get rid of both of them. I think they're going to go uh, get another quarterback. I don't think through the draft. I think it'll be somebody of the ilk of a, of a Bridgewater. Um, I don't want to say Andy Dalton, but something along that line uh, is not a big quarterback class. Um, running back, you know, they've got, uh, what's his name? Not Freeman. Booker. Uh, who's that, Matthew? Booker. Booker. Um, I think they'll find somebody lower down in the draft um, to probably do that. And you know, Soldier's gone. I get rid of one. Ingram not coming back. Um, and they got two big draft choices. And I think, you know, you go one offensive line, one defensive line. Um, I think that's what I would do. And, you know, it's not going to be a great season. But I think you got a clean house, and I think you start all over again. You got You also have bad cap. You don't have a lot of cap space for things. And I think uh, saying all that, uh, that's what I would do. I don't want to see Barkley go per se, but I, I think you got to start fresh. Last question for before we let you go: What is your general opinion on um, how the organization has recently been run under the ownership of a one John Mara? Um, I, I think he's, he has admitted so as well. Uh, it's been terrible. 
Um, I, I think his his choices of coaches. Listen, went went through the last three coaches all fired. But after two years, um, you know, how can you have stability? How can you have consistency? Um, you know, Gettleman's to blame clearly. He's had some good draft picks this past year. I think better than we thought. Um, and here and there, he's had some. But again, he he was the wrong man for the job. I think they went to familiarity. I think they went to how the family knew Gettleman. Um, and now I think we're paying for all this. Yeah. And um, you know, we got to get some you know young blood, some new talent there. I don't want Harbaugh. I think that's. Not the move. I think I get one of these coordinators, a guy from Buffalo, somebody of that that nature. Um, I was going to ask. Anyone I liked, this... and I can't believe he got let go. And I'll and I'll, I'll let you guys continue. Um, as far as that's what I was going to believe, Miami let that guy go because I think he got out. He got a lot out of nothing. Yeah, and, that was uh, my that was my next question actually. Or, or before, uh, is there anyone at the top of your wish list that uh, you would want? I wouldn't mind Flores. I'd like somebody with more probably of an offensive tilt um, there, but I, I don't know why they got rid of Flores. That that team yeah. could have been worse than the Giants in certain areas. Um, and he won, what, seven out of the last nine? Eight. Are you in that last yes, nine? And he got the shown the door? Yeah. Like, who are they getting better? <laughs> yeah. You know, and they got the Tua problem, but that's Miami's situation. It's a Tua problem, but it doesn't sound like there's a lot of people, according to, uh, I heard that Flores did not want Tua. He wanted Justin Heber. Hmm. Herbert. And they picked Tua ahead of Herbert. Dennis, do you have anything to throw in there before I let him go? I don't. Well, I do have one question. Amazing insight, as always, Big Dom. I mean, this is why we have you on. We might as well just chalk you in for a weekly guess at this point. Because uh, you definitely moved the ratings. But you said that Barkley's going to be gone. I don't know if you can hear me, and Matt can relay the question. Do you believe that that's a package trade to possibly get one of those veteran quarterbacks, like you're saying? Because honestly, at this point, what value is Saquon Barkley created to then garner, say, draft picks from a team you're trading him to? Great, great point, Dennis. I, I agree. I, I didn't think about that like that, but I think that's a great point that. You know, is there somebody who really could use a running back? They probably have some depth. And that, that quarterback out there is somebody they're moving on from as well. I, I, you know, I, I, that's a good idea. I didn't think about it that way. Um, if that's something that could be done, I definitely would like that. I, I think they're going to get somebody like that. Listen, we know they didn't have any backup help for, for Daniel Jones. I mean, God, you, you know, Glennon and Fromm, I mean, that's crazy. And somebody said, I heard on the radio, you know, what about Daniel Jones as a backup, bringing somebody, let him compete. If he ends up as a backup, he ends up as a backup on the Giants. I like that because I think he'll bring something different than probably the starting quarterback if he had to be put in. But I have no problem. I think, I think that's a great idea. Honestly, I didn't think about it that way with, with Jones battling for a starting. That's not a terrible idea. All right. Well, um, yeah, thank you uh, for answering that call and uh, coming in very randomly with great insight as always. Uh, any uh, any last words before I let you go do whatever you were doing before I called you? <laughs> nope, just just doing what I do with the guys. Thank you for having me. It was nice to hear the call. Dennis, good to talk to you again. Um, Same to you. We'll, we'll touch base and have a good show. It's like a 1-866-WFAN, uh, whatever the, the, the number is. And <laughs> All right. <laughs> If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're in New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut. All right. All right, Dad. Catch you later. Okay, guys. I'll talk to you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. That was uh, sponsored by the uh, – I don't know what, what, what that call would be sponsored by. Uh, Big Dom. Honestly, the, the Daniel Jones backup idea, I, I that was not a thought that crossed my mind once. I mean, it, I, I could easily see it. it. That's. I think he's got more talent than that. Yeah. But let's be honest, is how much better is he than Teddy Bridgewater? You know what I mean? Maybe he's a little younger right now, so maybe his scrambling ability is a little bit better. But was Bridgewater not that? I mean, I, I understand. You just you don't want to get caught up on Daniel Jones was a top six overall pick. But he can't be a backup quarterback. Well, he probably shouldn't have been drafted six overall in the NFL. It wasn't projected to. Right. And let's be honest, the other quarterback that was drafted behind him, he's no longer in the NFL. So. I honestly <laughs> – 
I honestly think like that could be a spot on the show like once a week is is my dad calling in for five minutes and just it'll be we'll call, up, uh, we'll call up one of the new haven pizza places we'll get them to sponsor it maybe they could send us some free pies i mean we'll, we can get this done man dennis sponsored by sally's or what, what was that one uh the cask republic that you you mean and would always go to? yeah but i don't know if they have pizza that's just a bar i just want to broadcast live so we get free drinks we'll do it uh what was that barbecue joint we went into and they were just like giving away free beer were you with us oh, there? um some weird ass but it was packed it was like some weird like sports it's like here take these coronas get them out of here and yeah, you know, we had like, oh my god, yeah, I forgot about that place. And we like, got to the corner, just looked around, like, are we in the Twilight Zone? Oh my god, completely forgot about that. Yeah. Anywho, all right, um, believe it or not, there's still uh, just a couple more things left to talk about before the show wraps up, and we go to college football with our college football expert, Dennis. Dennis, got to be honest with you, Georgia, all year better team on paper, but Alabama is obviously the prodigal beloved son of college football. I knew Georgia was the better team, but my prediction was it'd be back and forth, lead changes all game long, and then late fourth quarter, Georgia would have some costly, like, uh, weird turnover, pick six, some some weird fumble situation, and Alabama and Nick Saban and his intelligence would find some way to win the game in the last five minutes. It looked like that for a split second. And then Georgia just did not take their foot off the gas. Georgia wins the national championship. Cincinnati, obviously, in the playoff. didn't. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would, was going to be, but it, they didn't really show well, up. That's a touchdown. But I, I was expecting, like, yeah, it was pretty bad. seven to three. Or, or part, just, part of college football's problem, unfortunately. Cincinnati, it, it was still a game. Cincinnati still had a chance in the second half, which I didn't necessarily expect was going to happen. Um, but Georgia wins. They didn't take their foot off the gas down the stretch against Bama. Bama, honestly, in the later half of the or the later part of the fourth quarter, kind of looked silly. Um, but you are the college football uh, junkie, and uh, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, won a bunch of money from that game. Uh, we have, like I say, bevy of group chats, and why I put so many of them on mute because I feel like I have too many of them. And I don't want to be in any of them. But one of them is get is geared yeah. towards betting. Of course, the great uh, Don Costanzo created it because when gambling came to Connecticut, everyone was hot and bothered. Who's in so, that group chat? Who's, who's in that group chat? There's a lot of people. Ellis is in it. Salvo's in it. Uh, Anthony Hernandez is in it. Dom. Sorty wasn't it, and then he left. <laughs> a couple of guys we play video games with. Uh, one of them actually knows – well, I don't know if he knows his stuff, but – he bets quite a – he's not, like, betting pennies like the rest of us are. He's actually actually gambling. But that's my invite. But, uh, well, you're not in a state that has legalized gambling right now. Was. Was. They didn't have gambling, though, when you were in that state. That's the issue. Yeah, they did in Michigan. But you weren't living in Michigan. Well, at the time, we had online sports betting when I lived in Michigan. But this group chat wasn't created until it got to Connecticut and everyone got all excited about betting is what I'm saying. So either way. They were all going off about Alabama the entire day on Monday. I mean, for good reason. Bama was, you know, plus in the money line. They were the underdog. So why not roll with Alabama? But I didn't chime in once because I didn't want to jinx myself. Georgia was the best team. Georgia had an all-time defense. It's going to go down in the record books. It's one of the best defenses of all time in a, sing- in a single season. And they rode Stetson Bennett hot. The dude is barely six feet tall. He has no business being out there. Uh, they call him the mailman because he wasn't even recruited by Georgia, walked on, and to make himself more known to the coaching staff, wore one of those mailman safari hats during one of the practices that he was at. So, boom, boom, got dubbed the nickname. And then due to injuries and not playing like complete crap uh, after JT Daniels had some injuries this season, won the job, kept the job. And they rolled, and everyone just looked back at the SEC title game, and Alabama rolled in that one. It's a different perspective. Georgia did not need to win that football game. They were in the playoff, win or lose. Bama needed to win or they're out. You saw the offensive explosiveness. Now, for what it's worth, you lose John Mechie in that SEC title game, and then you lose Jamison Williams in the national title game. That's a big deal. Uh, Both non-contact injuries, which sucks. Uh, both. I'm pretty sure Mechie's coming out. Jamison Williams should be. 
they're saying his ACL should be fine by the time draft time comes because he will be one of those underwear Olympic freaks when the combine comes with the guys that are running the 40 yard dashes. He's freaky fast. It's ridiculous. But yeah, game wise, I mean, you know, I, it was an entertaining game. It got even better in the fourth quarter. You saw Georgia's defense disrupt Bryce Young, the Heisman winner, all night long. And then Georgia, they're built to run the football. Uh, Dalvin Cook's brother, James. Yeah, it's James Cook. Couldn't be stopped. Zamir White, same thing. Bama couldn't stop the run. They couldn't get the defense off the field. Bennett didn't turn the ball over. Took advantage of a free play, jumping off sides, got a touchdown out of it. Bama committed to stopping the run, sends the house. Their best receiver, Brock Bowers, is open in the flat, runs it in for another touchdown. So everything just continued to go Georgia's way. And I'm super happy for them and their fan base because for a team that just could not get out of their own way for years and years, and I mean, hell, they were in the national title game against Alabama a couple of years ago. And this is how old it was as Tua Tungavaloa comes into that game for Jalen Hurts and throws the game-winning touchdown pass in overtime to Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith then three years later would win the Heisman for Alabama. Tua would become a top-10 draft pick. So it just kind of shows you the depth. And, you know, obviously Alabama at this point, they're already the favorite to win the whole thing next year. Georgia number two, but Alabama's team next year is going to be ridiculous. Bryce Young obviously will be back. He might win another Heisman trophy. He probably won't because it's tough to win it back-to-back years. And he's definitely only playing one more year than heading off to the NFL. Maybe the giants will suck really bad next year and we can get him in the NFL draft. That would be, that would be really nice, but yeah, hell of a college football season. It sucks that once again, they kind of do it to themselves. You put the playoff games on New Year's Eve. Nobody's going to watch them. They both are out. They're blowouts. Not to say Cincinnati or Michigan didn't belong, but you're facing two way better teams with a multitude of talent on both sides of the football. So every fan, at least, college football fan, not to say you're a fan of a team, in general gets the title game that they want as Matt is gloating his Citrus Bowl Pin? Is that a pin? Yeah, it's a pin. I, I, I was about Big to win say, by Kentucky, by the way. Went to the Citrus Bowl, and I was like – Did you find it, yourself on TV, by the way? Remember I texted you? No, I, I, I couldn't find it, but the guy was – was, It was SVP's uh, – he was going through the highlights of that day, and then I don't know if it was best moments or it was that – for the highlight of the actual game, because when you FaceTime me, that you pan the camera over to see that dude. That dude was there. Your shoulder was there drinking a beer. Yep. Sounds about right. And yeah, no, I, I was like, I don't care about either. I bought a Kentucky shirt like on the sidewalk, like a block from the stadium. So I was like, I got to fit in. My friend that got me the tickets went went to Kentucky. So I'm like, I, I was like, I could care less. And I'm also, I didn't the- realize when you FaceTime, it was over 100 degrees that day. Oh, it was it was in the 80s. It wasn't 100 degrees. It was in the well, 80s. It was 100 degrees apparently on the field. Yeah, it's, so that's a lot. Um, well, I'm saying the temperature, it is hotter on the field than it is like in the stands. Sure, if someone's touching like a pole or something that's black, it's 100 degrees. Well, I don't know. They had the thermostat there. It was in the highlight, okay? Anywho, I bought a Kentucky shirt, and I'm like in the crowd, and it's like I'm in the end zone, which is kind of like neutral. Like there's Kentucky fans, Iowa fans. And I find myself at the end of the game kind of rooting for Iowa, like while wearing a Kentucky shirt. And I was like, well, I don't want to buy a shirt that has one team or the other. Like in the stadium, it's going to be 30 bucks. I got this cool little pin that our listeners can't see, but – it says Citrus Bowl with uh, Iowa and Kentucky. And it was, uh, that's always one of the cool things about living in Orlando is you get like a chance at like three different bowl games in the matter of a week and a half. Um, that's a cool thing. It's, it's cool seeing like the different bars in downtown Orlando. Like some will throw like Iowa flags up or some will throw Kentucky flags. And it's a, it's a cool time. It's, it's a really cool time. It's cool. Like talking to like some of the people are like, Oh yeah, I went to Kentucky, but I live in Orlando. And some people are like, Oh yeah, we've never, I, I had a drink at one of the bars uh, in downtown with uh, a guy and his son that live in Kentucky and just came down and never been to Orlando, like downtown before. And I was like, they're like, Oh, where should we go to get a drink? Where should we go to eat? And, and it was cool to just be like, Oh, like, these are places I'd recommend. It's cool that people were coming down for football and not just like, you know, the theme parks and, and Disney world. And, um, well, that's the cool thing about if you can get, you know, fans to travel or whatever, and that game's on a Saturday, it's during the holidays. So you kind of make the excuse to go. It's unfortunate when some of the bowl games land on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whatever it is, what it is, but you have a game like this with two, I would say substantial fan bases who I would think would travel 
kind of have to travel out of their way, maybe Iowa to a little more of a degree than Kentucky, but still quite a hefty drive or a flight. And yeah, that's cool. That stadium didn't look super packed, but it looked like there were at least enough from each fan base there to. The majority of that stadium was filled up like the, the overwhelming majority. I think Kentucky had a little bit of an edge on, on fans. And was it at the soccer stadium? No, this, that was, this was the actual physical, or at least what people in Orlando used to call it, the Citrus Bowl. The actual, okay. But now it's called Camping World Stadium, but it, it yeah. was physically. It, it used to be named the Citrus Bowl, like the actual, the physical building. And then even though the building itself is no longer called the Citrus Bowl, they still refer to it as the Verbo Citrus Bowl, but now it's called Camping World Stadium. But to anyone else, it's Camping World Stadium. To people in Orlando, we always refer to it still as the Citrus Bowl. Like this mm. band playing at the Citrus Bowl, this game's happening at the Citrus Bowl. How interesting. And as someone that's gone to a bunch of bowl games in different places, a few in Florida, a few in uh, Annapolis, Maryland, um, going to bowl games, is so, it's a really good time. Like it's, it's a lot of fun, especially when you get to travel and, it's, it's, it's a cool experience, but um, yeah, Dennis, anything else to add? Um, to the no. That, uh, your, who is your way too early prediction to win it all next year? You'd uh, go on the limb if their defense actually shows up and depending on what the schedule looks like, it'd be Ohio State. They're, they're going to be just as good, if not better, offensively. I mean – C.J. Stroud, I will not be shocked if he comes out as the Heisman favorite. It might be uh, Bryce Young, but given that Bryce won it this year, I mean, C.J. Stroud, is, his name's going to be up there. And if anyone that watched the Rose Bowl, you saw what they're clearly capable of. And they have, they have Marvin Harrison's kid, Marvin Harrison Jr., who barely played, and that's just because Ohio State's going to have two guys drafted probably in the top 30, 35 picks. You have Jackson Smith and Jigba, who set records at the Rose bowl and he's only a sophomore. So yeah, they're going to, and they had their uh, running back. Who I can't, now I can't think of his name. Travion Henderson. He was only a freshman this year. And the guy was, he was all time. Like he could, he could come out right now and play in the NFL. He's only a freshman. So they're, they're going to be very good. Here, I'll, I'll ask you one more before I wrap it up, going back to the giants, who would be your number one, uh, shouldn't say way too early. because hopefully we'll know within the next few weeks, but who is your uh, top of your wish list for Giants uh, head coach? So, oh, head coach? Because you don't Listen, care GM. You made that clear. So I uh, don't care who the head coach is either. Maybe just to piss our good buddy Kyle off, I'll say uh, Doug Peterson. All right, so not to piss off Kyle, what would you say? I really don't care. I do. I like what your dad said. I would rather go younger coordinator, and I, I want to go offense. I think the Giants have had a stream of defensive focused guys. And I look around the league and I like offensive, if get an offensive head coach. And that's not to say that depending on if, cause I mean, I, I can't imagine we continue with the coordinators and whatnot we have with the offense. Maybe they go somebody new, but it's not to say that he needs to call the plays or whatever it might be. Maybe he does, but someone that can develop quarterbacks. And you were someone that, what? You curious about like you were just trying to tick off Kyle like you don't actually want Doug Peterson right no I, all right. That's I mean it wouldn't bother me you're just trying to pull an Ellis and just kind of get oh through. yeah I was just fueling I was just adding fuel to, I don't understand why he hates him so much he just came out of nowhere I, I wasn't expecting that reaction he's an eagle and eagles fans hate him so if eagles fans hate him that's good enough for me so I don't want him either whatever I, I figured Figured you were just trying to fuel that fire there. Yeah, and yeah, I I had no uh, there was no hill I was standing on. But yeah, I'd, I I would like to see them go with an offensive mind. Well, we will see. Um, hopefully, it's not another two weeks before we do another episode, and we'll um, we'll, we'll figure out who the next the next GM is. We'll, what about you? Do you, is Flores really your top guy? <sighs> you know, I, I really shouldn't ask questions if I don't know the answer myself. Um, Jeez. But. What do you think? I was just going to answer that question and then just let you end the episode like that. Yeah. Well, you, you told me it before the show, the show started that you had questions for me. You never asked me one. So we never really got to them. I mean, I also didn't expect you to. Here, here we got five minutes. What, what, what are they? No, I, was, I don't really have any. All right. That's what I thought. Talk to your brother, Robin. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think immediately 
looking at the obvious choices, Brian Flores would be, he's a Brooklyn native, shouldn't have been fired. Like my dad said, made a lot out of, made lemons out of lemonade, or made lem, lemonade out of lemons. What, what's the, something like that. I think that's it. You take lemons, you make lemonade. And that's, that's what Brian Flores did in Miami. And uh, for whatever reason, got fired. Um, so a Brooklyn guy. I mean, that, to be fair, they had a shaky season and they were a playoff team last year. But you went, you won eight out of nine. Matt Rule lost eight out of nine, still has a job. Young team. And they don't have a quarterback. They have Sam Darnold. Different optics. And Cam Newton and PJ Walker from Temple. Anywho, I Temple. forgot about PJ Walker. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I, immediately without doing any research and seeing what coordinators and assistants and so on and so forth, Brian Flores would be my number one. I don't expect that to happen, but because the giants can't make logical decisions, but that would be my, uh, that would be my number one. That having been said, we are on Twitter at Matt Dennis pod. Um, I think we are out of things to talk about. Dennis, do you have any, uh, anything else to, uh, Oh, and the Yankees shout out to the Yankees. Um, they will now have uh, the first female minor league baseball coach. Oh, really? Rachel, uh, I forget her last name. I'm going to pull it up right now. But the I want to say matter, but you know, what is she? Is she an assistant? She will sort be of, a... of their single A team. Here it is, Rachel Balko- Balkovic. Rachel Balkovic um, will now be uh, the head coach of the Yankees single A affiliate in the Florida League taking over. Oh, she's the manager? She is the head coach. Taking over the Tampa Tarpons, the Yankees single A uh, affiliate. Um, The Yankees now have the first female manager in uh, baseball. She had to have. I wonder if you Google if she's from one of the top universities. I mean, honestly, watching the Women's College World Series is – awesome it's great every single year so i wonder if she played there or spent any time like on the olympic team clearly she i mean she's got baseball in her background so she's had to say she was a strength and conditioning coach in saint with the cardinals and the houston astros oh god houston astros um what do you make of the attention and what do you make about some of the discussion about like your qualifications and your background and sort of how you fit into this larger um, player development ecosystem? Um, I think first off, you know, I've been in baseball for 10 years, so it feels, feels a little interesting to me that there's so much attention now, but obviously, you know, society's changed. The world has changed. Social media has changed. And so um, we're celebrating women in sports in general a lot more than we ever were in 2012 when I first got in. Um, but also just the comments and, you know, some of the negativity, which uh, I hear more from my sisters than I actually read, you know, but I think it's interesting, you know, three years ago on this day, I was sleeping on a mattress that I had pulled out of a dumpster in Amsterdam. And, you know, four years ago, I was studying physics flashcards on the floor of a bathroom stall in the San Antonio missions women's restroom, because I, I wasn't able to fit in in the clubhouse, you know? And I think it's interesting to me because I don't understand the negativity. (laughs) Like if you know my story, um, and you have a pulse, I, I think it's pretty hard not to get behind what's going on here. And um, I just, you know, if you know yourself and you know where you came from, I just, it doesn't really matter, you know, so that's. Which I assume there'd be some negativity about that. Um, and I met that's she, I'm assuming people are being negative because there's a woman yeah, of course, of course as the head coach manager. Of course, but that's, that's. Also, I mean, I, I understand where she's coming from. All right. I've been in baseball and working, so don't celebrate it. Now, where were you 10 years ago? But at the same time, you were a strength and conditioning coach. You weren't leading the entire baseball club. You know what I mean? That's that's freaking cool, though. Tampa Tarpons. Yeah. It's happening more and more. There's the the chick that was with San Antonio. She just got promoted uh, uh, for the basketball team. I feel like I'm missing one more that was just in the news. Somebody in the NFL. Could be wrong. I don't know. You got to Google it. Again, What's I don't pay attention to anything. I, I, I love it. Let's, let's go Yanks. Uh, that's the probably the last time we'll talk about the Yankees for another month. Um, Gosh, let's hope so. We probably won't. You know that something's going to happen with this stupid strike. 
and we'll have to we'll talk have a, about we'll it. Have a, we'll have a strike or someone's going to have leg surgery in a week. Speaking so. of people trying to run franchises into the ground, Major League Baseball can't get out of their own way. They, get, yeah. they can't get anyone to watch the sport, and yet they're, they're going to try and get us to all care that nobody wants to play this year. This is like, this is like that scene in Santa Claus coming to town where they're like, like naming the ranger and it's like and don't forget no that that's another story that's so i'm, I'm gonna say that like as fred astaire and santa claus come down no no that's that's another story for dennis vency oh, wait the only thing you asked me if i had anything to wrap yeah. up with before you rudely interrupt me with your yankee news yeah. which is good news but i would be remiss if i didn't mention finally dethrone the king oh yeah, yeah. nfl picks College picks. Both go the way, you boy. Dennis Fincy. Matt takes second in college picks only because the, we're the only two that do them. <laughs> I, also, I also lost in fantasy. I finished 13 and two regular season. I lost by 0. 0.6. Ooh, tough break. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Number one fan of the show, Nick Burns. He's our fantasy champ, three time football champ. He gets the belt. Uh, happy for him. Not happy for the league because we have to get another chap calendar because he came in last place again. Who, who gets the calendar? Uh, chap. His is already here from this year. He's finished in last place two years in a row. So we'll probably work something out to get some other punishment because let's be honest, I don't want another calendar. But uh, yeah, that and then I, I held off Nick. Nick, to his credit, made a hell of a run in NFL picks this year. But a disastrous one and five week 18 uh, sealed it up you boy i am uh you are he's just gone folks he just popped out he's not here he's gonna leave it for me to put the bow on the show such a mean guy i tell you i'm just sitting here he moved his camera around i don't know why he stood up gave me a different view it was looking nice a little tree that's bent and kind of hanging in the corner of the room maybe he'll come back Maybe you won't, but I'm going to put a bow on it because I don't feel like talking anymore. Anywho. I already signed off and said goodbye. Did you actually? Yeah, I did. All I was going to say was you all don't want the smoke and uh, I'll be back in fantasy if any of you um, leave and are too lazy. and uh, Or if you want to join a real league, uh, we can start one. Um. That's all I have to say. Uh, Twitter, Matt Denspot, once again. And now we'll try to close out of here one more time. Dennis is going to have this entire thing in the show. Um, I have no doubt in my mind. So, Dennis, once again, anything else to add? Nope. I already said goodbye to the people. So, All right. Matt Denispod, Twitter. All right. We will see you later. For Dennis, I'm Matt. Dennis. Adios.